Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Daisy, press the button. I want to tell I want to tell our podcast audience what a mess Judith Holder is in. <laughs> Hello, this is Older and Wider. This is our theme tune. What should we have in a mess? You, well, you, what you had then yeah. was you had your glasses on top of your head and then you tried to put your headphones on. It wouldn't work. It was very, always doing very that. funny. And, uh, yeah, you got uh, in a mess and then your scarf was kind of caught up in it all as and well. And then I put some lipstick on. I bet you it's on my teeth. Is oh, it it's all teeth? over. Is it? It's all over your face. I do that a lot. Ridiculous. And it now goes down under there and sort of bleeds it bleeding, a bit. bleeding. It does that, With your yeah. fraying lips, your dry yeah. fraying lips. So, now you put it on. That's like the that. ones on your face. We're not um, talking about the ones on your bum. Oh, you Mine very bad this week. I've Sorry, had. what are? My front bottom's been bad this week. This week. Oh, Jenny. What? Don't look at me I like just, that. I just walked in. Yes, but you introduced me to the very concept of vaginal dryness. Anyway, it was you that told me about it when I was far too young. <laughs> you that upset me. Oh, I'm getting all the blame for yeah, it. Yeah, of course you are, because you're knocking on a bit. Have you got a birthday next week? I have. Well, do you know what? When you sent me... Uh, an email over the weekend. Yeah. You said, because uh, you do a running order, because you know about your control issues. Running order for this. For this. For this podcast. Yes, yes I do. It's always ignored, but yes. Totally yes. Ignored. Yes. But you said, you know, the, another birthday. Yes, well, that's right. It was on my sort of agenda. It's on my radar at the moment, well, which I is got, what we this do. Morning, I woke up in such a guilty spin about not having bought you a present. Oh, God, did you really? I, bought, I made you a card. Have you bought me one? Yeah. Have you? Do you want it now? Oh, yeah, I'd like it now. Well, do you want it? Well, no, don't, no, don't, no, no, have it now because I don't, because I'm so well now, I get very, very, very few presents. Well, I, I'm okay. Well, I'll give it to you. It's not a parcel or anything like that. Remember that it was a guilt buy at 7 30 oh, this morning. Oh, right. A guilt uh, buy? Oh, now, now I'm thinking it's it's been something from a chemist. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's from the corner keep shop. It, try and keep it flat. Oh, it's all come undone. The envelope um, was an old envelope. I'm really sorry. That's it's a bit right. homemade, Judith. Oh, well, how go. lovely. Have you actually made me a card, perhaps? I might have done. Oh. And then there's something inside the card. Is there, is there a token? Well, is you might be. <laughs> don't try. Don't spoil your own birthday <laughs> present, you fool. No, I'm just trying to speculate. I'm very excited now. The thing is, it's not really a sealed envelope. That's kind of worrying. Why is that? Well, OK. All right. This is a terrible thing to admit. OK. I made you a card and I thought, oh, I want to take a photograph of that uh, thing that I've done. For oh, because it's Judas card. Because I think I might use it again for my mother's Christmas calendar. What, you know, your mother who's 90? She's 90. Right. Yeah, but it's not her, for her birthday. Oh, I okay. do her a calendar, so 12 yes. pictures go on her calendar. Oh, yeah. I get it done on over the internet. 
You know when you oh, can... you send it off. Yes, you do. I Judy. know. Oh, I have to employ somebody to do that for oh, me. Oh, well, I get into a terrible spin. Oh, it's impossible. They used to, it used to be very easy. Mac used to do one that was built into the yeah, computer. I know, and they stopped it. They stopped doing it. Bastards! They stopped absolutely, it. Absolutely, I had a nervous breakdown I, over that. Well, me too. Because did you do what I did? I did the whole thing of going through all my photos, yeah. picking them out, putting them in the order, yeah. getting them down to the right size. All mine were artworks. You just yeah. had to drop them in the box oh, and they, they refitted to the... Oh. Yeah, it was dead easy. Oh, well, I seem to make very heavy weather of mine anyway. <laughs> so I got right to the end of it yeah. and then it said... We know longer. Sorry, we know... We you, you got yeah, to the same that. thing? Yes. This is around 2018, 17, I think. Oh, I did it last year. I was very, very late to in, in on this yeah. ghastly secret. Well, I, it was, it's taken me two years to get over it. I'm still smarting because Wait, I remember the moment I when I clicked on I the know. button. You're basically clicking send for the calendar to exactly. go. Exactly. That's right. You no longer offer <laughs> this You just service. reminded me. It's like packing for the biggest holiday in your life, isn't it? It's like packing for a whole family to go on holiday and getting to the airport and finding at the departure gate... It just says, like, flight's gone, sorry. Yeah, bye. Fuck off home. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it was like. Actually, no, that would be worse, Judith. I think we have to (laughs) kind of be able to put things a little bit into... I need to get these into perspective a bit. Yeah, that's really going a bit overboard. I suppose it was a bit, yeah. I thought you were going to say it's like packing for a family holiday and the handle coming off your case, as mine did, do you remember? Yeah, it was much worse than that. Single-use wheelie bag. But do you know what? Because it's a Toomey bag... um, a very expensive Toomey bag uh, yeah. bought for me by this... You told, yeah, yes, I remember you told us about that I took it time. back, took it back <gasps> to the shop. You didn't. I so did. They have a five-year guarantee. They looked at it. They oh. said, oh, yeah, that must have been really difficult for you. They're sending it back to Germany. It's getting refitted. I tell you... Never. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, when you spend money... Well, obviously, I didn't, but it was a present. Yeah. I just thought, I know this was an expensive bag. Yeah. It should have lasted longer, so I'm taking it back. And they were, they couldn't have been better about it. Where did you take it? it back? To the flagship store. You'd done your research. Mm-hmm. You researched it, off you went. I can't tell you. And they've, they've taken it. I mean, God knows whether I'll ever hear from them again. I don't know. But <laughs> yes, apparently in about... <laughs> they probably thought, back. oh, she's gone Silly away. <laughs> yeah, she's gone away. Shut the doors. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that's... I'll, I'll keep it... Oh. There are people hanging on to this now with bated breath. Did you use your Lady Mayoress voice? I would like to report a damaged suitcase purchased from this very store. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I'll keep you posted on that one, everybody. I'm Try so not sorry. to hold your breath. Oh, dear. Okay, right. This is the podcast Older and Wider. Oh, Today dear. we are seeing Janet Ellis, our friend Janet Ellis. A Blue Peter fame, as was. As many, mm-hmm. many other things. I really wanted a Blue Peter badge. Did you? See, I didn't. So badly. Well, why didn't you get one? Why well, didn't you I, 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 asked, I resorted to all sorts of things, according to my mother. And in, in the end, because I used to send them drawings and say, you know. Well, they P- must have been poor. Yes, P- <laughs> I'd like a badge. They did eventually give me one, but just the cheap one. <laughs> well, hold on, what was the cheap one? Just the plastic, white, the white plastic. The one with the blue. I actually thought that was a bit classier, a bit more... Did I'd you? Be, yeah, I th- if I was, st- was still wearing mm. blue Peter badges, that was the, that would be the one I'd wear. It'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it, if we were? Oh, no, I think it would be sort of... I think if you were in your 20s, it would be kind of funky, ironic absolutely. thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think in your 50s, it kind of screams, oh, God, avoid that woman at all costs. Don't yeah, talk to definitely, her at the barbecue party. Definitely. Because she'll want to take over. Yeah. She's a bit Blue Peter badge. You see, I think... 
<laughs> when I was younger, yeah. I would describe someone as being a bit Blue Peter badge in a way like going, oh, keep away, keep away. Alarm klaxons going. Would They're you? a bit Blue Peter badge. Yeah. I really wouldn't have liked you when no, you were young. Absolutely. You, you, no, absolutely. I would have avoided you. I would you. not have been allowed in your house. No, Your quite mother rightly. would have picked up quite quickly. She would. And she'd have said, listen, Judith, I don't want that, Jenny she's Hargreaves. Trouble. I don't want to get... She's younger than you. I don't know what you're doing playing <laughs> with her anyway. <laughs> she's trouble. She's trouble. She's yeah. she's a bit languagey. Yeah. Yeah. Bad influence. And she doesn't take her shoes off when she comes in the house. Oh. Yeah, my mother would have smelt that out in you. Absolutely, Absolutely. instantly. Yeah. So you didn't want one? I was desperate for one. I got so the cheap My mother one. would have loved you. She'd have really... Of course she would. Oh, she'd of course have bribed she would. you to be my friend. She'd have given yeah. you lifts home and everything. She probably would, She'd have picked she? you up from your house. Come for tea. <laughs> Come for tea. Jenny's got some riggedy-raggedy friends. Hoping that I would rub off on you. Yeah, yeah. My influence. Yeah, yeah, she would. Oh, Judith, why? Oh, maybe we could do a project together. What a shame. <laughs> Judith's five years old and has already gone to university. Otherwise, Judith could come round and do some... I mean, Level I'd have loved revision. that. I'd have really liked that. Oh, you, Would have that. made me feel really important. But no, I didn't get one. I always wanted a gold one. But I think you had to dive into a sort of quarry to save a dog or something yeah, to get that. Yeah, and they were a bit special, weren't they? Yeah, they, yeah. Were. they were. But Janet uh, is on book number two. I'm just going to dig mm-hmm. it out of my uh, turmeric yellow bag. bag. We call it turmeric, don't we? Um, and this Bright is her yellow. new one. This is How It Was. Yes. Uh, I love the, color, the cover. Uh, it's uh, If you're looking out for it in the bookshops, it's... Uh, it's yellow, orange and blue cover. It's bright and it's um, in, coming out in trade press quite soon. Trade pe- press means big fat paperback, which is great for me because it's the only size book I can read with my actual eyes because of the dry eye thing. And this isn't out on Audible yet, so I've had a preview read and I'm on page 200 and um, 247 and I am hugely, hugely enjoying it. Fantastic. Look, she can see how I've yes, been she reading can. it. That's she right. can see that I've been reading it in the bath because it's a bit waterlogged <laughs> and it's gone a bit wibbly-wobbly. Because often when interviewers say they've read it or they've seen it, they haven't, have they? Oh, you can... This you is know. dirty. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's impressive. Really wash my hands. Oh, dear. Right, OK, so the things that are on, you've mm. written on the podcast... On the bossy list. ...list. Oh, yes. Are we feeling any older or wider? Yeah. Well, I'm feeling wider, Jenny. Oh, Judy. Oh, I am feeling wider. Well, why would you say that? Well, because I am. I mean... You're not weighing yourself, are you? Weighing myself, but kind of worse than that is that, oh. you know that lovely dress that I slimmed into for the wedding? Well documented on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, so, so I've got two Have parties. Have you tried it on? I've tried it on, Jenny. I had a horrible feeling. Cause Did you take it to the dry cleaners after the wedding? No, can't even put... Uh, no, don't know. It would be nice to... A chemical shrink to that. that was going to offer you. What, a chemical that? shrink? Yeah, well, no, that would be good. I mean, I managed to get the zip up, but you know that awful thing that if I, if I was to sit down in it, or it would all be you know, that terrible sort of, you know, like a Japanese thing that sort of binds you around the bust. And yeah. it's too tight. And they'll be creaking at the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and it's all lumpy. Could it go? Could it actually oh. go? <laughs> yeah, it could well go. Well, it could go at any second anyway. So, yeah, I am. Um, I've put on mass. Do you know the other thing I've noticed recently? I've never noticed this in my life before. It's all my pants start to be... They started kind of riding up. Oh, gosh, it's a bit personal, isn't it? But up, up my, my bum crack. <laughs> 
Well, and I've never noticed that before. That made Daisy laugh. Yeah. No, oh, but, but, but... Are you saying your bum crack has, has loosened <laughs> so that the, the pants well, are sort of being devoured? Thing, the only thing, I, the only way I can explain it is that I'm sh- I'm f- filling them out. <laughs> I don't think you are, so I think they're getting loose enough. Because no. if you were filling them, they'd be so tightly stretched across your backside, yeah. they wouldn't be able to travel up the crack in the well, arse. Well, initially I thought that was the case, but actually I think that what's happening is that they are being filled out more and therefore they are sort of riding you know so I have to do that thing where I'm walking along and I have to kind of pull a corner oh yeah down. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yes, is, snatch all... a corner of a pants and yank it out because yeah, it's all riding up oh, it's a horrible dear. feeling isn't it so there's that yeah so well, I am I mean but, the, you could mm. go without I mean not to what? say because you're wearing a dress but, no you could I suppose some people do I don't think well that would be a bit like giving in, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, You've got oh, to well, fight the pants. Really, yeah, I think, I think I have, really. OK, so the, now the dress, <clears throat> did it come with a bolero top or anything like that? <sighs> no. And the trouble is it's got a sort of sashy, built-in sashy thing around the middle because I had a look at the seams because I thought, I know what I'm doing. I'm taking that down to the lady down the road who does the alterations. Well, who would need to? But you've got your own sewing machine, Judy. Oh, I know, but you alterations could a, are tricky. Hey, I know, no. Well, they you are. Just, you just, that sash bit, you just cut that, right, and put in a, a maybe some contrast material <laughs> in a stretchy fabric. Well, I had wondered about that. I'd wondered whether you could put a stretchy thing at the back seam. Of course you could. That would be the easiest thing. But like a, as you said, I did, this thought did go through my mind. Because I could always stand next to the wall, couldn't I? Well, God, I could well, always... Two parties. Why do you need two parties? What a ridiculous thing. Makes me, your social life makes me cross. Go on, why two parties? 50th in the village. We've been invited oh. to a 50th. I feel rather privileged to be going to a 50th, well, I probably, must say, these probably, days. When they were doing the guest list, they were going... There was probably a Venn diagram. There was probably <laughs> a big circle of those around 50. And then they did the sort of 50 to 60-year-olds, and they put those in. And then they said, do we have to have... Who's over 60? And they put a few I in. I was but... on a question list, wasn't I? Yeah, but you I know. were. But I feel You're on the so... outer ring. I feel privileged to be asked. He's lovely guys, really good fun. <clears throat> Ooh, to such the, an extent. <laughs> Do you mean he's gay? No, he's lovely. He's good fun. I'm, oh. glad you, I'm, glad you, I'm really glad you don't live in our village. It's such a oh, killjoy. Oh, God, I'd be, I would be run yeah, out You'd be of very unpopular. You'd be extremely unpopular. Anyway, They would set fire to my thatch. Yeah. <laughs> What's left of it? <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel kind of lucky to be invited, if you know what I mean, because mm. there'll be a lot of young people there. And lucky to have you, Judy. And so I felt the need to offer to make some cheese scones. Oh, God. I, I did. So, so I've got... To, do you know what I mean? I've never met anyone as, as cunning as you. <laughs> you. You are the most cunning woman. You know the reason why <laughs> you've done this? Because your flower, flower and produce show is coming up and you want to quick practice. Well, Could I be right? Yeah, then I might get a reputation of making nice cheese scones. I'm going to make a hundred of them. Cheese scones. So are... that's on my list on Friday. Oh, I make a hundred should... scones. Oh, ridiculous! I know. But uh, there's nothing more hideous than a cheese scone because Judith, what? everyone looks at a scone and they want to bite in to, to a currency raisiny thing, and they bite into a cheese scone. It's a bit cheesy. A bit. What do you have on that? You can't put jam on it. What do you have with a cheese scone? Well, you just burst my bubble, haven't you? Do you know what you should make instead? Or you could get them from Gales. Cheese straws. Uh, Don't be ridiculous, I can't. That set me back. Wouldn't it? It'd be about 200 quid. Oh, oh, you'd be lucky to see change. 200 quid. Two or three eaten by the time I got home as well. They are. It tastes sensational. Oh, I bet they're good. They're very cheesy. Yeah. It's making my mouth water just to think about them. (laughs) I'm feeling a bit faint. 
seriously, what are, what is the purpose of the cheese scone? Well, I think that my offer has given rise, if I'm not mistaken, to a sort of afternoon tea theme because it's a sort of party that starts at four thirty and goes on till late. Oh no! And you that's can, yeah, awful. yeah. Well, obviously, I can't stay there all that time. I should be dead on you, the feet. You do the four thirty to six thirty shift. No, well, I might go back as well later if I can what, fit what, into go a blue have dress. Your tea? Yeah, a bit of a sit down, you know. Yeah, have a nap. Have a (laughs) recharge. Recharge. I mean, that's the great thing about living in the village because you just walk. Yeah, cycle. Just cycle cycle. home. Yeah, then yeah, then back I'll come. So so, not in that frock. I wouldn't cycle in a frock. (laughs) That's really asking for trouble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Might not be able to you cycle. Also, you can't balance 100 cheese scones on your scones. I say scones. Why did I just say scones? How annoying. Just annoyed myself. No. So, yeah, what is the purpose in a cheese scone? Well, because I think, anyway, so it's given rise to, I think, a bit oh, of an afternoon, afternoon tea thing. So I've now now discovered that my friend Liz, oh, Liz. has it has been asked... on board, she? Well, she's not off. She's making a hundred sweet scones. Oh, so, God. It's, I mean, it's just a bit scone thing, well, this, isn't it? There's going to be an awful lot of scones in the village, Sco- isn't We there? don't know how to say scone. Scone. <laughs> I don't even like scones. So, yeah. I, 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 I but I am a bit worried about them being dry. I know what you mean. So I was starting to think of my way here whether I should make a sort of chili jam, cheese, chili jam, a chili jam. What's chili jam? A chili jam. Oh, everyone does chili jam. Okay, go to Marks and Spencer. They do chili jam. Really? You could, yes, they're like a like a sort of jammy pickle. But instead of a pickle, it's more of a jam, chili jam. Look it up. Oh, never and heard of it. And then you could, you, yeah, it would just add a little bit of bite or something to your yeah, very boring I'm cheese scones. Because there's going to, I'm really sorry, there's going to be a big platter. Yeah, of savoury cheese scones. Then there's going to be a big platter. They're all going to be hers, aren't they? They might do because she's <gasps> going to. Oh, I'm really sorry because you know what she's going to do. There's going to be an attractive bowl that she'll probably buy for this special occasion, full of whipped cream, and then probably a mountain of strawberries with just a dusting of caster sugar. <laughs> and then people are going to help You're themselves. Right. There's going to be a crowd around us. Absolutely, <laughs> there's nobody just, with mine. Just you with your bursting out of your <laughs> best frock. <laughs> Creaking at the seams. I'd have to put a load into my bag, wouldn't Same. I, to pretend that they'd been Savory eaten. Savoury scones. <laughs> Savoury, come and buy. Yeah. Cut, no, you don't sell them. That's ridiculous. Yeah, what what right. a stupid thing to do. I know, well, I've done it now, haven't I? Well, no, you found it. My Friday yourself. gone. 100 scones. Oh, Judy. I know. I, that would, I've never made a scone in my life. Well, of course you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so you're feeling older and wide. Are you feeling older as well? Well, it's a birthday next week, which is 64. That's quite old, isn't That's it? That's like the song, is it? I know, will it's what you I still thought. need me? Will you still need me? Or, or will you leave me when I'm 64? <laughs> um, another candle on the cake. Yeah, I know. Because then I'm tipping. You don't need a cake because you're having a leftover yeah, cheese scones. Yeah, I have so many leftover <laughs> cheese scones. Um, but, you know, because I'm nudging towards that middle, yeah. aren't I? You know, which is not far from going over to the next number. Because you know that feeling when you're in the middle of a decade? Yeah. Well, you're still on the young <laughs> side of 60. You're still sort of yeah. early 60. This is your last mm. year of early sixties, isn't it? Because yeah. then I'm definitely mid, and yeah. then I'm tipping over towards Into late sixties. <gasps> yeah. I know. And then, God, how will I feel? Because I feel fine. You feel fine. Yeah, you can say that, can't you? Knowing that you're always going to be lagging behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lagging nicely well, I've got behind. The big 60 next year, you so have. Um, hopefully, you won't bring me any scones. Anyway, we won't be having a party. Um, no, I don't know about my why. No, I know no friends whatsoever. Well, I'm not surprised the way you start talking about these things. And shall I just tell you about me yeah, go on and then. my widening or whatever? Briefly, I saw, tell my, me. saw my breasts the other day, 
And I just stripped off uh, when I was going to have a bath. I thought, oh, how, yeah. how lovely they were still. How lovely they are still. Really good. Really good. I've been doing quite a lot of yoga recently. Oh, yeah. And it's not done anything mm. else. I've not lost any weight. But the tits are superb. What, do you think the yoga has helped? Yes, I do. Because do it's, you? Yeah, I think it's helped because of posture. I think there's a little mm. bit of muscle tone going along. Uh, there's do, quite a lot of uh, downward dogs. Oh, so you're doing quite yes. a lot on your... Yes. There's a lot of toning up. Oh. And I tell you, they've come up. I mean, they've I risen see. like a scone. <laughs> I've got two savoury scones, one on each. And they're matching and they're high up. Lovely. I'm almost sort of thinking I don't really need a bra. Oh, good God. They've got enough muscle oh, tone no, to hold themselves on. up. No, Jenny, I'm, don't. I'm don't. serious about it, Judy. <sighs> Anyway, there I we think go. That's dangerous. God, we, do you know what time's gone so fast? Janet's going to be coming in in a minute. <gasps> We've got to eat our coleslaw. Have had lunch. We've got to have a coleslaw. Have you had coleslaw? Have you well, got I'm looking forward to my coleslaw. Oh. Um, anyway, listen, very, very quickly. Yes. My yeah. new passion in life. Okay, and I don't have many, and you know me, I don't like sex. So, uh, my new passion in life is blown away. God, it's a competitive competition. It comes from uh, Canada. Te- ten glass blowers. They blow. Glass, Judith. It's a great title. Fucking blow glass. It's the most exciting thing I have ever seen on television. And it's competitive and they have to do these challenges. And then they knock one out every week. And I watched all ten programmes over the weekend. It was. I don't know what to do with myself now. I'm so disappointed with myself because I've kind of eaten the whole cake. That's what I've done. I've eaten the whole cheese. But not a cheese say, Jenny. Do you think you need to get out more? No, I don't. I need to stay in more and watch more Blown Away. They need to make some more quicker. That's what they need to do. It's not what my are they fault. making? Don't are they blame making... Me. Oh, they make the most extraordinary things, honestly. And one of them was so beautiful and so sort of humble and lovely. Uh, so they get different challenges. So one would be... Um, it would be a pop art. So one week it would be do something that is pop arty. And so somebody did a great big swirl of uh, toothpaste out of a tiny tube, but the toothpaste swirl was huge. Oh, right. Uh, and then you did, uh, they had a, a photograph that meant something to them and they had to depict that in glass. Yeah, glass, actually. And, oh, I, the cleverness of people. I'm not going to tell you yeah. more because you've got to watch it, but the cleverness of people. And glass blowing is the maddest thing ever. You think pottery is mad, okay? Yeah. Pottery is not mad. Glass blown is okay. mad. Okay. It's a test, isn't it? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, oh, good. Bring on the cold slaw. Marvellous. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh. 
Oh, stop grooving now. Oh, don't do that. Oh, oh that was a bit embarrassing. I, I saw Janet Ellis. She was, she went a bit know, like her daughter then. She, she was, was getting on down. She that's the right on. expression. Hey, you're Sophie. She did the Lytham Festival. She indeed did. Which my mum lives opposite that green, the Lytham Festival. Well, it, Lytham has not done anything for centuries. And all of a sudden, it's gone mad. And they have what they call the Lytham Proms. And they have really, really shit-hot guests. I mean, you've got to imagine, Lytham is like nowhere, really. I've never been. Well, uh, is it, well like it to something. St. though? Well, the St. Anne's, we don't count that because that's St. Anne's and we're Lytham. Because John we're used to go on holiday. Lytham. My husband's from Huddersfield. Oh, uh, uh, yes. And he used to go on holiday to Lytham and St. Anne's to well, make a clear distinction almost... between that and, say, Blackpool. OK, there's Lytham, which has got a windmill and a green, which is where my mother lives opposite. She lives opposite the green. So when the Lytham proms is on, if she wants to hear somebody, she opens all the windows oh, if she doesn't like it. She closes all the windows. Fantastic. So she heard your girl and she say, heard Did she keep Kylie. the windows open? <laughs> windows were open. It's the, the, the Lytham seal of approval from my 90-year-old mother. I think mother. that should be an emoji. There you go. <laughs> but I, apparently, and I could have told Sophie this, it was a bit windy on the green, and she was wearing quite a skimpy dress, and she it blew up and... and showed her knickers. Well, I think she was wearing a bathing suit quite well, she cleverly. she wasn't, actually. Was it just leather skin nip- just knickers? Like, yeah, knickers. Oh, yeah. What's it like watching your daughter perform like that? It's a strange thing. I can always tell if she's a bit nervous. Can you? Which is odd, because obviously she bounces on stages if she isn't. Yeah. And there's a sort of real... You know, it's like watching a kid in an nativity. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if they're playing third lobster or something. You know, that's the one you're looking at yeah. and the story's all about them. Yeah. So it's a bit like that. But then I know the first time we went to one of the bigger gigs and there were loads of people and they started singing the words to her songs along with her. Mm-hmm. It felt weird. It yeah. felt weird because she's my baby, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm good at sharing. <laughs> but and, but don't, doesn't she sometimes have her brother on stage with her doing the she drums? She used to do. She used to do. He he is now employed by one John Newman, so he's out all over the country with yeah. John Newman doing drumming. But yeah, for a while, actually, that's quite funny because Jack had always wanted to be a drummer. <laughs> Gosh, so you've got two Oh, musicians. she's got three brilliant children. But also, they're all fabulous. You know, wow. He doesn't want to be a drummer, and he was about eight. And you've got to go, <laughs> here's a piano. Yeah. And actually, I had to make this little bargain with him about learning the piano for two years. And then if he still wanted to play the drums at the end of that, and honestly, at the end of two years, he practically closed the piano lid and went, where's the kid? I've done two years. And he then went to sort of Saturday classes. And at the end of his first one, the guy came out and said to me, I've got really bad news. He's a natural. Oh, God. <laughs> and of course, if you've got the flipping drummer... That's where the band has to be. In the early days of putting bands together, because the drum kit can't, they can't move. move the drum kit. They can all, yeah, so Jack lived in a kind of box of sweat, <laughs> which we would slice open occasionally and tell him about mealtimes. <sighs> and it was noisy and hot and full of people playing other instruments Because this would have been beha- before the time of, you know, nowadays they have those drum kits where you just wear headphones. Well, he had those in a vain attempt. You know, actually, our neighbours, I have to say, totally brilliant about this. Totally, amazingly brilliant. And he only drummed during the day. <laughs> well, the day is flexible. But um, when, yeah, we got him an electric kit. Yeah. But it's not the same. No. It is not the drummers the are always same. the mad ones, though. Did you think, oh, God, no, I've got a drummer? No, he's not. He's not so mad. He's really, he's by far the neatest person in the family. By, I mean, the girls are, hey, girls, they're really untidy. 
both. Because Ma- Martha is your third. Yeah. Oh, what does Martha do? Oh, Martha's she, a brain box. She, <laughs> Martha is, uh, Phoebe was at Oxford with her. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. So we were to play together and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, were they? Yeah. But Martha's a bit younger, but she got her first. I mean, she's, she's. She did history of art and she now works with an art dealer. So, wow. You know, yeah. Gosh, so three really artistic, talented children. Well, they're lovely people. Yeah. <laughs> and then this this brood oh, of fabulous grandchildren. Oh, you've got grandchildren oh, as she, well. How many she got? Oh, and those of them have got red hair. You know what I'm like. I like dachshunds and children with red hair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a strange like combination. The, uh, and I like coleslaw. We know about that. Okay. But uh, I have an absolute thing for red-haired children, well, like a magnet. this is a broad spectrum of red-haired because <clears throat> four out of five of them are red-haired. Wow. And they're not all the same red. Do you sometimes look at the fifth one and think, I'm just going to pop a bit of henna on you? (laughs) The fifth one is a redhead. It's the fourth one down who's missed out. Does he care or is he quite... No, he's, he's the performer. He's the little... He's going to be in show business. Really? Can well, you I'm tell very, this early? Yes. I'm he very, so very envious because I'm, we're exactly the same age. I'm 64 this year. Are you already 64? 64 in September. Yes. Oh, okay. So I'm a little bit older than you. But <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm like a baby. years behind. I know. You know, like in schools. No, you're catching up really I'm quickly, I'm still being the third when you were in like the fifth or sixth Yeah, form. but we have got a free... Tube and travel pass, so well, I get mine. I'll probably be about 70. Oh, they'll all be phased out by the time I get to you. But the Um, pass, the tube pass. I keep thinking someone's going to stop me at the yeah. barrier and say, oh, I bet. I think there's been some mistake. Well, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if people did stop me because you're very young looking. I'm surprised <laughs> people are. don't go, are you sure you haven't stolen I've this from your older ever. sister? Sophie had Sunny when she was 25 and I'd had her when I was 23. So I was still in my 40s when I was a grandparent. He's now 15, obviously. Oh, you've got a 15-year-old yeah, grandson. 15 going down wow. to not. Yeah. And, um, Mickey's just months old, isn't he? He's six. Six, six months, months old. And um, obviously I've got loads of pictures of dogs and children on my phone. So no, we can spend fine. a happy no, don't worry. three hours no, no, no. with a slideshow right. and a commentary. <laughs> but when Sonny was born and I was going into hospital to visit, because he was born early, so he was in special care, which actually was the same with Martha. So all very familiar. And there was one moment when I was walking into hospital and somebody said, you know, where, where are you off to? And I said, I'm Sonny Jones. And she went, oh, OK, Mum. Right, he's in here. Ah. But actually... I I don't want to be mistaken either for somebody's sister, my daughter's sister, or or anyone else except my my grandchildren's grandma. And I bagsy grandma really early. Did you Got sensible grandma? That's good the word tip. I wanted yeah. to use. Very good tip. Don't want grand. Want not grandma. nana. No, no, I'm not. That's not me. Well, you're not northern. You see, I'm. A, I, I, know. I don't know what I do because oh, really? when I was a child, I had a, a nana and a popper. Oh, that's um, very sweet. Actually, we didn't have gra- grandma, granny, grandpa, that sort of thing. It was nana and popper. Yeah. I quite like nana too. I like nana. Uh, we can't because you're not northern, so you've you've no, got grandma. Yeah, no, so I've got grandma. I think, but I think that you know there is the, the, we are the new that you are the new face of grandmotherhood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. grandmas are no longer sort of little twisted figures <laughs> pushing. Quite likely. Although having seen me dancing, that's how embarrassing I believe. <laughs> <laughs> is this such a thing as grandma dancing? Is that a phenomenon? Dancing is. There's a crossover. I can sort of get away with it with obviously the six-month-old thinks everything I do is funny. The three-year-old, mm, jury's out. Seven-year-old, he's too busy dancing himself. Yeah. Ten, be careful. Fifteen, oh, for goodness sake. So there's a definite sliding scale. So we're very surprised that in amongst all that, you have had time to write How It Was, which is your new book. Now, I am on page 
247. So glad that That's this has come out tone. in trade press because the font is big enough for someone oh. with dry eye to read. So I'm absolutely loving it. I, I got to a point where I nearly got out of the bath to underline some sentences because it's the the Plus period detail is absolutely perfect. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's very claustrophobic. It's really about uh, an unsatisfied woman. It is. Uh, and she really is unsatisfied. She's looking for satisfaction in all the wrong places. <laughs> and her relationship with her daughter is very worrying. And But it's building and building. And I know I'm brewing for a storm and I'm not quite sure where the storm's going to come and who it's going to hit. And I know there's a tragedy around the corner. I can barely bear it because I know who it involves and I don't want to do any spoilers. Okay. Where did this one come from? Because your last was more historical. This it, one it was, it was, although uh, the Butcher's Hook was set in 1763 and, I mean, isn't it all about genre now? But that creates an immediate problem because they want to kind of put it on a historical shelf yeah. and then opening it will realise that nothing to do with that period of history really happens. It's about the people. So when I was writing The Butcher's Hook, because it's about this quite young girl, she's she's 19 but she, she really appears much younger because obviously it's 1763 so she didn't get out much. You know, it was about that feeling of us all being the same. You know, if somebody was born then, they would feel like we do. They would have the same appetites, whether they're the same, but less, or physical. Yeah. but less yeah. selfies. And le- yeah, fewer selfies. Yeah. Plus, nowhere to put all that. Nowhere to put all that. So there was that sense of it broiling up and trying to make sense of a world that you can only interpret up to the point where your education finishes, which is about ten. And being days. a woman, in and a being man's a woman, world. and expected to marry, blah blah blah. So all that. And I suppose the short answer to where does it come from, it's, um, without sounding, oh, here we go into author speak, it's like hearing voices to me. It's like somebody actually taps me on the shoulder and goes, this, this is who we are today, this is who we are. And Marion, the, the heroine of, I think she is my heroine, um, of my book, is uh, sort of the same age that my mother was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's when I was a teenager, so I can remember all that bit really The, well. the detail about the d- domestic side of 70s life is great. The tinned mints. Yeah. Just, I mean, Marion doesn't like cooking, does she? She does not. She, uh, so she's every awful. night, I mean, uh, there's a fabulous description uh, <laughs> of she's let her carrots go and trying to peel carrots. You know when carrots have gone bendy? Yeah. Your description yeah. of peeling bendy carrots <laughs> is beautiful. And <laughs> Marion just lines tins up and just opens them and it's... It's just there's a there's a a great description of a meal where everyone leaves so much on their plate that there seems to be more mints than what she started with, (laughs) and I absolutely know because of school dinners and knowing seventies food, you can see this this these absolute lakes of mints. Puddling on plates. <laughs> I've got an awful tin peas. I forgot about brown tin peas. Yes, yeah. yes. It, the 70s, uh, less so the 80s. I think the 70s was a very obvious decade in terms of style and things yes. and, uh, and new inventions and everything. And I don't know whether it's because we were teenagers at the time, so we noticed all these things, but it's just very, very vivid in this book. Oh, well, that's lovely. Thank you. I think it's also a time when. There was that weird sort of 60s hangover. You know, people who were born young enough to experience the 60s full on, even though it probably only happened in one street in Chelsea, still had a kind of hangover of free love, birth control, different attitudes to women, women's lib burgeoning. But, of course, most of the time it passed people by. Oh, and this one, Marion, has passed by. Absolutely. She lives in a tiny village in Kent and has had quite a restricted life anyway up till that point. So all she meets are the fringe elements of that, which are men who by the 70s have gone, hey, this is good. 
shag who you like, and if they resist, they're frigid, <laughs> or they're a funny old women's liver. But generally, win-win for the blokes. So Adrian, who she mistakenly falls for, is definitely a combination of all those all boys. All the bad men remember. that you all have. All those boys and men. I can remember. He's fantastically selfish. It's a horrible piece of work. I did quite enjoy I, him. I quite fancy him, obviously. <laughs> I would go beeline for the Adrian. Would you? Adrian's a painter. Yeah, well, for starters, he's a painter and he drinks this at week, lunchtime. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, so already you know, I'm, I'm stripping off for him. As a writer, what I'm intrigued by, because we've sort of done bought out books at similar times, do you plan ahead or how is your what is your writing process? No, I'm chaotic. Absolutely chaotic. And there's there's lots of um <clears throat> reasons slash excuses why it took me as long as it did to write. How long did it take you to write that book? It wasn't the actual process of writing it, it was the process of actually bloody sitting down and writing a book, having said to probably too many people to be comfortable, that's what I wanted to do. And they go through an arc of hey to when to not even asking you because it's just taken forever to actually do it. But you have a huge family life. I mean, there are so yeah, many. Know, excuse, do... excuse, excuse. I, I had a whole ray, array of reasons why I couldn't do it. Because I thought, you know, unless I can commit to the same time every day. And obviously, um, I want to be able to see my friends and do stuff. Plus, what does a writer actually wear? You know, I thought I'd have to go and buy some different clothes. Because <laughs> why? I, well, because I thought I had to have a sort of wardrobe to be a writer. Do you, do you, know, you might have to as dress up as, uh, as um, what's her name that everybody does. I've just It was on the tip of my tongue. Help me out here. Dorothy Parker. Oh, Dorothy Parker. Did you think you were going to have to sit there in a velvet cape. Well, actually, I was kind of going the um, Vanessa Bell Virginia with, Oh, you nice. Know, oh, flowing, lovely. Lots of tea gowny. A bit tea gowny. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know, in different shoes and everything. And also I thought, and this is probably way bigger. No, no, it is way bigger. But if anybody said, I'm not sure, I would just freak yeah. out because I don't yeah. react well to criticism. To criticism. Well, who and does? I really don't like it. And, and it also, it's just this weird thing that I've been trying to explain to myself for a long time now that... I think of myself as a sort of team player. You know, I love doing live telly because the sound guys as important as the presenter, as everybody else. They're I love really. doing live, they're not really. I love doing theatre, you know, same mm. thing, bit of an interaction. And then I realise if I'm honest, it's because it's not all my fault. <laughs> and when you write it flipping, yeah, it's, it's all yours, you know, though. and this audacious thing that you write something, you try and express something, there's no, there's no new place to be writing, is there? Every story, my one has probably been replicated in hundreds of books. There's no new way, really. Oh, but not exactly like that. Well, that's it. You know, you kind of think, oh, gosh, how can I describe falling in love or eating the wrong food or, you know, all the things that happen to Marion or or to Anne? How can I describe that and make it feel real? And also, if I do that, you know, I've got to then write it down and then show it to somebody else. And I run the risk of them going, but I think you'll find it just doesn't work. It's very bearing, isn't it? Yeah. Do Do you actually enjoy the process of writing, the actual physical process? Sometimes. Sometimes, if I feel that I'm describing something in a way that I think, yes, that is what I mean, that's how it tastes or smells or mm. felt, then, then yeah, yeah. And if... And if, but, you, and if But not in that kind of, you know, it's painful for me to be away from my desk now kind of a way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have managed to keep seeing my friends. And I haven't bought many new clothes. But it's not what they tell us, but, but, you know. <laughs> but what do you, do you... Have you started writing again since you finished I this? I have. It's in my head. So it's in that strange, novel number three. Novel number three, yeah. I've written a bit. I've written the first chapter of something. Oh, God, well done. I can't. I, but I, I think but I, I have to step away. But I wrote it before I finished that. 
Really? Yeah, because I just, again, I thought, oh, God, I've got to get this little boy down. He's a bit weird. But, you know, it may all change. It may all change. Oh, now I'm feeling really guilty because I really haven't. Well, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing about writing, isn't it? That's guilt. the whole thing about writing is totally always guilt. Well, this will sell very well. Do you think? Yes, I do. Who's it for? Kind of, it's, for our, it's for our age group, yeah. actually. If it falls into the hands of the wrong child... It will be appalling because they will just think, what's the oh, problem? Oh, I think quite a, a few bright 14-year-olds would really like it, they actually. Can, they can have it, yeah, because yeah. of Sarah, the daughter, they yeah. can have it. But I, I'm I'm afraid of the 30-year-old now. I'm afraid of the 30-year-old who kind of goes, you know, it's a bit like, you know, books are so timely, aren't they? I always think that I read Rebecca when I was 14, which is exactly the right age because you're old enough to imagine falling in love with someone, but you're not old enough to think the last person you should touch with a barge pole is Max, because he's obviously horrible, <laughs> controlling, in denial about all sorts of things. Yeah, so you're 14, you're, you're a grown-up woman, would sack Mrs yeah. Danvers, yeah. redo the house, not really bother with anyone except the sister and all who's sort of all right. You know, she would have saved herself a fortune just by having one decent conversation with her husband. That would make a crap film. It would make a crap film, but Rebecca, when I read it, I can still feel how it made me feel about, you know, there's that thing when she, she puts on Rebecca's coat to go down to the cove and she puts her hands in the pockets and there's a tissue, or a tissue, there's a lace handkerchief mm -hmm. that Rebecca would have used. And I thought, bloody hell, you know, I can still, it's tingling. I can feel what that, but They can now, make as many Rebeccas as they like. Yeah. To be quite honest, I would see, I would watch a, a version of Rebecca every week yeah. of my life. It's they amazing. could do. They could do them in Japanese. But, but I still think if I read that, if I read Rebecca now, even though I would love Linda Flinders Morier, yeah. I would still be thinking, oh, for just sake, sack up. the housekeeper. You know, have a decent conversation with Max. You can sort all this out. You can find out what he feels about you. <laughs> you know, let's and, go to couples counselling. Yeah, exactly. Don't bother with dressing up in that stupid thing that she told you to wear. Yeah. You know, have a decent look at the portrait above the. That's what you're bloody wearing, lady. Yeah. Plus, tell us who you are. You know, give she, your name. You've just done all the spoilers. But, but, of, but what I mean uh, is, Rebecca, you know, with, with by this. The way, <laughs> In one sentence. Yeah. If there is anybody that's listening to this podcast Ex and is reading Rebecca at the moment, except she's guys. blown it. So, you know, I went, and who killed her? So I won't <laughs> say that. But but I think, you know, if some some person might, they probably wouldn't finish it, but they might start reading Marion's story and just feel we've moved on from this. You know, people are more in charge. They don't have to wait for the housekeeper. Oh, to but I think it's a very good shoes. reminder. And I think that it's very good for young women to actually read what it was like for previous well, I generations. So. I hope so. Especially when, you, when oh. it's so, sorry, that it, yeah. it is, mm -hmm. it's, it's so captivating. It's so, uh, I'm in that kitchen with her. Yeah, it was like that though, wasn't it? And I oh, do yeah. feel that, although, again, my mother is not Marion. A lot of the things that happened to Marion coincidentally happened to my mother, losing her own mother very young and going into because my dad was in the army and she was a Ditto. nurse so they both had professions because they had lost their mothers in their teens mm -hmm. that gave them a home and a sense of order and some sort of family Routine. and I think my parents made it up you know I think I was lucky in that she and I had a really lovely close relationships but looking back I think she didn't have a clue what she was doing really she really did not. And not it to any of us when it no, comes to... No, but, but I think she was even more lost because she just didn't have... You know, I think if you lose your mother at 13, yeah. if you are unmothered, when you get teenagers of your own, you must think, what the mm -hmm. heck? And actually a bit... Because John, my husband, lost his father when he was 16. And I was sort of aware, as our son Jackson got older, that I was going to have to kind of watch that bit. You know, because John had to cope at 16 and he coped brilliantly 
with the fact that obviously it was completely unexpected. His dad was only in his 50s. His older sister was off at university. So John had to man up, you know, and become the man of the household for a while. And obviously he coped really well. He's that sort of person. But I thought, you know, if that happened to Jack, I don't know how he'd be. And you can't tell and you can't project onto your children, sadly, what you'd like them to do. So I felt quite watchful for both of them, that I wanted to help them just get through this bit, not in a kind of, you know, although of course I am a lazy amateur psychologist, but I also just thought, you know, if, if you have lost a parent, there's part of you that's constantly, I don't know, in the ether, searching for that bit of your parenting experience to kind of anchor you, whether you want to actually reject it. you make quite a good shrink. Yeah. <laughs> I think she would too. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Would you? I would. Is that your next reinvention? No, because you have to put in the hours. You no, really you do. do have to put in the hours. Yeah. And then you have to listen to other people, and yeah. God, they're boring we'll sometimes. Yes. yes. Someday you'd have to have to stop them and go, can you just embroider this for me? <laughs> <laughs> can you just make up a new character? Yeah. I'm really yeah. bored of your cast list you and your dreary yeah. little life. <laughs> But I, I tell you what, <laughs> uh, I, if I, well, I, I don't know whether I should tell you this, but I think a female psychiatrist um, protagonist in a book is a very good idea. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Listen, we are glad to see you. Glad to Judith be really wants a blue Peter badge. Do you have a load in your bag? Uh, only for traffic wardens, sorry. Hey! Aww. <laughs> She's got the Never. uniform. She uses <laughs> it as a sex thing with her so husband. So wanted one. We're going to have to let you all go now because, uh, well, some of you might need to be fed or something. <laughs> Get to the loo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can relax now. Can we have a cup Yeah. Can we have a cup yeah. Might need yeah. to steal a chocolate. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.